Welcome to the speaking podcast. And also I'm going to say the meditation podcast because I'm actually going to put this episode on both and you'll understand in a minute. You'll find all my episodes on speakingpodcast.com and the meditationpodcast.org. You'll also find us on BitChute and YouTube when you find the links in the podcast description. I also have Twitter podcasts, crypto podcast, the awakening podcast, and the alarm Polish podcast, and all can be found on rycon.com. Today, my guest, and you need to look at this because it's got a beautiful background. Please welcome Alan Carroll. Hello, everybody. My name is Alan Carroll, and I am a, a seeker, probably like most of you, I imagine. And what I've been doing all my life from my early teens to my early 70s, I've been on a journey. And I've been on a journey of trying to find out something that seems to be missing in my, in my experience. And so I began the traveling a path of psychology. I would got my degrees in psychology, licensed psychology, and I would say the type of psychologist I am, Roy, would be a transpersonal psychologist. And the transpersonal psychologist is interested in moving from an egoic sense of consciousness into a being sense of consciousness a transcendent sense of consciousness in which you have mental equilibrium and, and stability. And that's been my journey. And I've been using the stage of public speaking because if we can help people in public speaking and get them to be balanced and centered, it springboards them into that transcendent dimension of consciousness. And so we use only one tool in our work, Roy. And that one tool, is the ability to control the timing of your speaking while you are speaking. And when you can do that, you are in present time and we call that mindfulness. So that's, that's, that's an example of mindful speaking. Uh, we call it mindful spacious speaking. And that's a little bit of who I am and what I've been doing for the last 50 years, Roy. And I, like what you've done there is you made a mindful pause and I can see from your background the power of the pause. And also, I'd like to just ask you about the different things around. So I encourage those just listening to go into the video and look at it. But you've got a beautiful background. You may tell me a bit about that. Yes. I. Uh, in order to have people understand a, a transcendent dimension of consciousness, which is beyond the physical, you need to be able to use physical tools in order to explain something beyond the physical. So what you see is a one of, one of the items you see is a flute. And the flute is a Navajo Indian flute from the Southwest part of the United States. And it is an, an instrument, it's a musical instrument. And so the human body is like a flute. And if I do not blow any air through, if I, if I do not blow any air through the flute, what is the sound that the flute will make? And people would say, it wouldn't make any sound. That's true. So what if I don't blow any air through my body, what sound does that make? That makes the sound of silence. But if I blow air through the flute, it makes a sound. And if I blow air through my body, it makes a sound. And so what we do is 
if you don't have any control of the instrument that makes the sound on the flute, it's pretty boring. But if I can control my physical body, ground my physical body and get my consciousness in my physical body rather than the thoughts that I think, then I begin to get control of my physical body, which is the instrument that makes the sound. And, I, and all of a sudden I become, I become less disembodied in terms of following the thoughts in my head and my attention now is embodied. And so we get become grounded and anchored. And then when, you, when you're grounded and anchored, you can take the, the, the flute of your body and you can make the flute not make this sound, but now I can make the flute. And the flute now makes a sweeter sound. And so by mindfulness and getting control of your physical body, the sound of your speaking is sweeter. Why is it sweeter? Because I have a choice. I now have a choice, Roy. I have a choice to express my love. Or I have a choice to, expect my, to express my ego wanting more for me and not a lot for you. And so as you move from that egoic consciousness to the transcendent consciousness, there's more of a desire for the for loving and the benefit of the all rather than for the gathering of things for myself, which creates separation. And so mindfulness and meditation is where you quiet the mind and you become still. And so when you transform a public speaker, what you're doing is you're quieting the, the, the agitation of the thoughts that they're speaking. And you tell them to pause. And that's the pause sign. And so the pause is the primary tool that we use in the transformational process. And what you see is the dance of Shiva in the midst of the triangle. Um, and so now we have the, the, the dance of Shiva, which is the, is the self-realization. Uh, in, individuation was what Carl Jung would call it. Uh, you can call it self-realization. Uh, and that goes into the uh, in, into other conversations. So but, I, 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 want, I want a dialogue here, right? Roy, I, I'm a, I, I can talk a lot. No, no, you're great. And like something on the mindfulness as well. Like that's a beautiful space. And I think a lot of people are surrounded by clutter. Do you recommend people have like even one room that they can go into that hasn't got so much disorganization around the place that it's like, like watch what I see there now in front of me. It's like you feel good when you're in that zone. When I found myself going through ups and downs in my life, I remember I, I, I left a job and I wasn't quite sure what my next job was going to be. And the, so the ground underneath me was unstable, you know, psychologically. And I went home and cleaned my house. I cleaned it. I threw things away that I didn't want. I washed things. So I made what I could control absolutely clear and clean. And so there was, so at least there's one place in my reality uh, that I knew was, was, was still and, and, and clear, which then gives me a foundation to stand upon, to look at out into the world. And so one wants a habit of, of just making sure that things are, 
uh, as clear and conscious as they possibly can. And what we're doing in public speaking is we're clearing the, the things that you're saying, the items that you're saying, the sounds that you're saying. So rather than talk 125 words per minute, let's have you bring it back, throttle it back a little bit. Maybe it's gonna be 75 words per minute. So we're clearing the, we're clearing the things out of that stream of speaking, of speaking, just like we're clearing things out of your physical space. We're clearing things out of the stream of your speaking. And when you clear a sound out, it's left an empty space, which becomes a portal into that transcendent dimension of, of stillness, of pausing. And now you have access to the transcendent dimension because that's, that's where the ocean of stillness is, is between the, the sounds that you make. But no one, no one thinks about that, Roy. Everybody thinks about the sound, because that's my ego. The, the empty space, there's nothing. That's my being. I'm not in, if I give up my ego in order to get to my being, then that's psychologically death to, to the ego. And the ego doesn't want to die. The ego wants to live. It wants, I want to be here. I don't want to talk. I want you to know everything that I'm saying, Roy. And, that, da, 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 and, and there's no space. There's no space. And for those that are very uncomfortable with that, because I'm like I've seen some people and they they really feel uncomfortable with a pause. They feel like they have to, you know, just keep clattering away. Is, is there techniques that actually stop them feeling, you know, uneasy when they're to pause, slow down? When I'm training somebody having them to stop, wake up, pause, ground their feet, take a breath before you speak is a very strange behavior. You don't think about doing that. So it's gonna be awkward. So the idea is, are you able to stop? Just are you able to stop speaking? So you want to practice like going to the gym, Roy. You want to practice right now in your chair, looking at yourself in the mirror. Nobody's around. Just hold eye contact with yourself in the mirror and see if you can just stop. Take a breath. Ground your feet. Get your body perfectly relaxed. And then say whatever you want to say and then stop. Take a breath. So that becomes from an unnatural conditioning of your, of, of your body to it becomes natural. And so now when you're speaking, one foot is in the emptiness and the other foot is in the speaking part and into the, into the egoic part. And so there's a balance. And that's the symbol of the, of the yin, of, of the Tao, is the balance of energies. And so the yang energy when you're speaking is the outward flow of the energy when I speak. And the yin energy is the inward flow of the energy when I pause. And so when you speak, you want to be able to balance the yang energy with the yin energy. And you'll see the amateur speakers are out of balance. They need to become, and everybody has access to that, to that pause. And pause in the metaphysical world 
is the uh, is the alchemical is the is the philosopher's stone, and in the al al alchemy, there's the philosopher's stone, which the alchemists were trying to. How do I get lead to gold? And and they want you know I'll be rich if I can find this philosopher's stone, and the philosopher's stone is the fifth element, and the fifth element is empty space. And so when you begin to pause, you are taking the fifth element and you're sticking it right there between the physical sounds, sound here, sound there. And when I pause, I'm taking the fifth element and I'm consciously putting the fifth element there, which makes me more spacious. I have more space in my reality now. I'm actually consciously creating the spaces between the thoughts that I think. And so I become more spacious. And every time you move, you put a space in, in there, the ego dies. Or the ego doesn't die, that's sort of a strong word. Uh, the ego begins to dissolve. Uh, and, and you become uh, you become less concerned with defending your point of view and more concerned about how can I love you? How can I take care of you? What can we do together to, 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 heal, to heal the suffering that we experience? And that's the magic of public speaking because it's available to everybody. And I suspect that's a long answer to your question. No, that's good. Very nice. Very nice. And I know that you've spoke in over 50 countries, I believe. Yeah, is that correct? Right. My journey started with Werner Earhart back in the 70s in the S training, Earhart seminar training. I lived in the San Francisco area, and that was transformational because he just, uh, the, the S training itself was transformational. Uh, but then the follow-up assisting, they had a training us to be speakers in front of audiences to help want the audiences to come to the training. And I was terrified of public speaking, terrified of it. Uh, and, and, and so, but I did it. And, and that which you, if you face the fear, then the death of fear is certain, is one of the mottos, is if you face the fear, the death of fear is certain. And public speaking is the same way. If you face the fear of public speaking, the death of public speaking is certain. Uh, and, and so that started my journey way back, in, way back in the 70s with Werner Earhart. And it's just continued. It's just continued on that transformational, on, my, on that transformational pathway. When you're, when you're speaking then, are you kind of go in flow? Or do you structure everything? Do you know beforehand what you're going to say? Or does it kind of vary? Like if you do the same speech, in different countries, has it changed? It's the same song, but every time I sing it, it's not, I don't sing it the same way. Uh, it's a song of transformation. Uh, every time I do a training, I tell the audience, this is not like the training I just did before. The, the, the last show that I did last week in Warsaw, that's not the show I'm going to do in Paris. It's the same purpose, the same direction, the same transformational results of, of uncomfortable to comfortable to grounded to ungrounded to grounded. The same results, the same track, because I'm using the same element, but I'm only using one tool. It's the same tool. And that's the, the fifth element, the tool of empty space, which is called emptiness. It's called you know, stillness. It's called presence. Uh, it's called mindfulness, uh, and it's just available to everybody. But no one thinks about that because they have to give up something in order to get it. And the something you got to give up is, is, is your identity. 
And I, how would I give up? If I give up my identity, who will I be? You'll be nothing. <laughs> well, what do you mean? I don't want to be nothing. I want to be something. Well, that's, that becomes a problem because you have a lot of psychological suffering because you're holding on to something. You have to let go of it. You have to let go of the something psychologically in order to be free. And, 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 the, and, and the big thing that we have to let go of are, are the thoughts inside our head. Uh, you got you to get control of, 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 the, of the thoughts that you're thinking inside your head. If you don't have control of the thoughts that you're thinking, then everything else is automatic. <laughs> reactions based on conditioning. But if you can control the thoughts that you're thinking, then you can choose. You can choose what thought you want to think. You, know, you can choose whether or not you want to think the thought that you're thinking. You can't choose the thought that just pops up based on the reaction. But you can choose if, if I want to follow that thought. Because the thought leads to future actions. And I can say, is that a thought leads to loving or is that a thought that leads to a suffering? Uh, and they well. I won't choose the thought that leads to suffering. I'll, I'll choose the thought that leads to loving. But most people don't have a choice. And so that's the power of public speaking. Because if I, I may not be able to control the thought that I think, that the ego thinks, because the ego is doing the thinking, but, but Roy, I can control the thoughts that the ego speaks. I can control the tongue of the ego. And if I can contain, if I can, if I can tame the ego's tongue, then then you are free in this life. You you are free of psychological suffering, because the psychological suffering that you experience are the thoughts about the movie that you're watching, and so you can change those thoughts from egoic to loving, and all of a sudden, love love appears in your reality, and so then you engage in in life from a loving point of view. And, it's, and that's where happiness lies. And all that is from public speaking, unbelievable. And so that was, that's why I chose public speaking as the, as the vessel that allowed the transformation of consciousness at being a transpersonal psychologist. It's like, wow, because everybody can do it. Everybody can do public speaking. And did you go down the meditation route and breathwork route on this journey? Oh, you bet deep, deep into the meditation, because you, 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 Sadhguru, my guru, Sadhguru says you got to go in to get out. You, you want to go out? You want that enlightenment stuff? You got you to gotta go inside yourself. You got you to manage the thoughts that you think. And, and until you can manage the thoughts that you think, uh, you are going to be uh, at the, you'll be the victim of the thoughts that you think, which are based in your conditioning, uh, but about the past. And so you have to free yourself from the thoughts that you're thinking. And mindfulness is to be present in this moment of now without thinking. How can I be present in this moment of now without thinking? Well, there's a wonderful course that I'm taking. I've been doing it for months. I'm not that far into it. It's called The Course in Miracles. And there's 365 lessons in the Course of Miracles. And lesson number one, it says, look at all the things in front of you, all the objects in the room that you're listening to, the, the, the items and everything, and, 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 and say to yourself that everything that I see has no meaning. Well, immediately, if you say that everything in this room has no meaning, then you can't think. Because thinking is painting the meaning of the things that you see. So if I say it has no meaning, then I can't think. 
And that's a very strange place to be in. Because the second lesson is that everything you see, you add the meaning to. So wait a minute. It just is. And then I bring my ego in and I tell you how it all is. And as you begin to manage the thoughts that you think, you go back to that place where everything just is. Rather than trying to interact with the world through my egoic past conditioning, because that, that those are just thoughts. I'm now able to take the thoughts, put them aside, and just be present in this moment of now. And everything just is without me throwing my two cents in uh, to my opinion about what is. And that is the definition of mindfulness. And that that has that 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 is you have to go to the gym. You got to do push-ups because what I just said. I've been doing this for 50 years. Uh, you just have to be committed to. Hey, this is a vehicle to transformation. Just control the timing of your speaking. And with different kind of meditation as well, like guided and stuff like that. Which did you find worked best for you? The the best the best that I've experienced is what what I'm doing now with Sadhguru, uh, the Isha Foundation. He is currently riding a motorcycle through 25 countries through through Europe. I think he started in London and he's going to end up in India uh, for the benefit of the soil, uh, the benefit of Mother Earth, uh, because we all came from the soil, and so being grounded. So his work has a lot to do with breathing exercises, yoga exercises being grounded exercises, uh, and making thoughts that you think disappear. And if you can make that stream of thoughts uh, that goes through your mind all, all day long, uh, one consistent stream of thought, never ending, just one solid stream of thought, begin to put a, a break in that stream of consciousness put a little crack there and another one and another one and begin to have those thoughts disappear. It, it opens up that space, just like the space between the sounds that I speak. I create that empty space between the thoughts that I, I think and that access mindfulness, that access meditation. That's called sunya meditation. It's the emptiness of meditation. And that was very powerful. And you can do that. You don't have to be initiated. You can just close your eyes and, and, and as you notice all those thoughts, just say, just say any sound you want to, any sound, any, any mantra sound that you want to, uh, and just dis disrupt the sound, disrupt the thought, and that will begin to practice disrupting thoughts. So all, all we're doing is I'm just, I'm just disrupting the stream of thoughts that I'm speaking, just like I disrupt the stream of thoughts that I'm thinking. So it's a disruption, but then that frees you. That frees you from the grip of the thought. And so that's the transformation from the ego into the being. Like with the thought process, like not many people actually think about this, but you can't be in two places at once. So especially now with all the doom and gloom for the last few years and now what's going on at the moment, not to be concentrating on that because unfortunately the, the the world that we live in they they have news coming on every hour just bombarding people with negativity and just get away from that and like even whatever talk goes into your head just step back and think of something good or just redirect it 
and you can't stay in that place because where you are is how you're, I believe, you know, you're putting it through your cells. If you're in that bad zone, you're, you know, you're vibrating it through you and the, the opposite as well and just take it out. Yep, I, I agree. Being able to be out in nature, there's the plant behind me, bringing, bringing nature into you, uh, a forest, a place of stillness. The idea is that the I'm holding up in my hand one of these glass balls that you shake and the and the snow gets all over the place. So the agitation that you're experiencing, especially in Poland, Roy, uh, is uh, you you're close to the action, and so there's even more agitation of the mind and and that that's survival, concerned about what's going on. Am I good? And so finding any place where you can become more still, a quiet place where you can become still just for the moment to allow these thoughts to settle down. And an easy, an easy technique that you can do, I, I call it the stop technique. I got it from Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle in one of their podcasts they were doing. And the stop technique is the S stands for just anytime during the day, you're thinking about something, just wake up, you know, open your eyes, you know, open the eyes and say, stop, just stop. And then T is take three breaths, take three deep breaths and close your eyes, it's even better. You take three, and, and as, you, as you breathe out, O is observe your body and then flow the energy out to the bottom of your feet three times. And then the P in stop is proceed with kindness. Think of a kind, a kindful, a kindful thought uh, or do a kindful act. And that, that, that just begins to put a little crack in the automat automaticity and, and the, of that conditioning thinking process that goes 24-7 without any stopping at all. And when you get one little crack, and, and it's like you have the ego, there's this egoic egg that's been described in, in the past. Uh, it's an egoic egg. And every time you're able to stop, and pause and do anything that requires mindfulness, presence. It puts a little hole in that egg. And when a little hole gets in the egg, the embryo inside the egg, which is the egoic, egoic transformation, uh, a little light shines in. And then you do another act of stillness, another act of kindness, another hole appears in the egg and another hole. And eventually you do all these acts of love and kindness and the, and the shell of the egg dissolves. And when the shell of the egg dissolves, the, the being is born. And that, and that would be self-realization. And so those acts of kindness and one, and one of the kind acts that it's a, it's a blessing in my life is, to, is the realization that the unloving thoughts I have about myself keep me in psychological suffering, keep me in a psychological hell. The unloving thoughts I have about, not this, the unloving thoughts about that, the world around me, all those thoughts, but what, do I have unloving thoughts about myself? And it, as, as I begin to examine that, I keep, I, I hear myself, oh, that's good, that's bad, you shouldn't have done that, gee, I wouldn't have done this difference, I did that. And you hear these thoughts inside your head. Uh, and, and then you realize that, uh, the unloving thoughts I have about myself, how do I get out of that? And of course, the miracles, they say you get out of that by saying that uh, the unloving thoughts I have about myself 
how I get out of that is to realize that my divinity and my holiness are my salvation. And it's like, what does that mean? Well, forgiveness of sins, forgiveness of the unloving thoughts. I have the loving thoughts, the unloving thoughts. If I can forgive myself from the unloving thoughts, then I, then I experience love. Totally. Not just a little love I experience because I love, I love myself. And, and you can't love, I can't love you, Roy, until I love myself. Uh, I got, I got to heal, heal me uh, first. And that's meditation. Meditation is heal me first before I'm going to put my hands out here and, and try to work with the world. Because uh, I'm a cripple here. I, let, let's see if I can get myself more balanced. Just a matter of balance. You don't get caught by all those thoughts happening out there in the world. You, you see them, yet you don't get seduced by them. You don't get hooked by them. Out of totally out of control. And you're making decisions when you're totally out of control. Probably not the best. And like when you're, you know, in the zone, you are so much more productive. You get so much done. You're so much more focused, and life life becomes sweet. I'm I'm just from our conversation. I can see like you're a continuous learner. You know, you know, you're mentioning podcasts, doing good courses. I'm I'm the same. I'm always doing stuff. I'm reading. You know, I try to read a hundred plus books. I just love the you know just educating but being present and enjoying it you know what i do but what i find strange is the amount of people that don't you know they might go away and do their degree they might do a master's and they will never read a book again or never do anything else and then they chug through life and like what's your thoughts and like i like to find something that you thoroughly enjoy or improve your skill set just but being totally present when you're doing it well, I, what comes to my mind is uh, uh, the, the seven habits of highly effective people. Uh, uh, Stephen Covey. Please, Stephen Covey, right? Stephen Covey. And he talked about the, the seven habit, the seventh habit, uh, sharpen the saw. Uh, and he said this, and the saw is divided into there's four parts there's the physical part, the mental part, the emotional part, and the spiritual part. And he said, you should put a little time into physical, make sure your physical body's in good shape, eat the good food, uh, the, the, the loving thoughts, uh, the emotional part, the balance of the emotions, you do a little work in that area, the mental thoughts, meditation, stability of thoughts, spiritual thoughts of the grounding, the being, the spaciousness, uh, the spiritual, the religious, though those are more the spiritual thoughts. And so he talked about you know, wanting to make sure you have the balance, you have the balance between all those things. Uh, and in, in addition to that, the, the balance of the five elements in, in your life, in the five elements, the earth, the, all the solids around you, get as close to the earth as you possibly can, bare feet in the earth as much as you can, get your hands in the earth as much as you can, because what we are, we came from the earth. Uh, so if you want to heal the mind, get your fingers into the earth, <laughs> because th those thoughts, those agitations, m Mother Earth will heal you. Uh, and and so those are the so fire heals so you want to be aware i have a I have a candle over here burning so you, so you have a plant from outdoors so you you consciously think about the five elements and what's nice about public speaking is that every time i consciously think about putting a pause there 
uh, I evoke the fifth element in my in my life and I become more spacious and I keep putting those holes in the, in the egg. And it seems like though I've been here for 70 some odd years, I'm still putting holes in that egg, still putting holes in that egg. And, and you experience more brightness in your life as you do that, more loving thoughts as you do that. And then I get to talk, talk to you all the way in Poland. And just finally, actually, because with, um, like you've talked about how people can kind of pause down and slow down, but there's some people, they won't even get on the stage. They're just so, honestly, I was very late to the game. You know, it's only four or five years ago that I actually started to practice and get over, overcome the, the fear of public speaking. But I know there's a lot of people that have that. So what kind of, what would you advise somebody that's even afraid to just step on the stage? Well, the opportunity is go to the stage when no one's there. Go to the auditorium when no one's there. Go to the meeting where your meeting is going to be when no one's there. Just go there and stand on the stage. Just stand on the stage, go that part of the stage, go that part of the stage, just so you begin to feel that I've been here before. Another thing that I would recommend is that if it's inevitable that you're going to, need to go up on stage, which means not just physically, but psychologically, you're going to be speaking in front of an audience, whether it's one, two, five hundred, whatever. Uh, building rapport is, is, a, is, a, is a way of making you feel more comfortable. Communicating, shaking hands before you begin to do the public speaking. Uh, connect, connect to people as much as you can. That will put you more at ease. So the building of the rapport would put, would put you at ease. As far as feeling comfortable and controlling the timing, that goes back to the mirror work. And the mirror work is to just go home by yourself in the mirror, see if you can maintain eye contact with yourself in the mirror. Just to see if I can just talk to myself in the mirror. Because if I can't maintain eye contact with myself in the mirror, then when you go to that stage, two, three, 500 people, uh, you, 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 won't, you won't be still. You'll, you'll be agitated and that will take away from your effectiveness. Becoming still, taking conscious breathing, taking you know, 25,000 breaths a day, how many are conscious? Zero. If you can make a conscious breath, you just mean fill, fill your belly up first before you fill up the top of your lungs, that would be another way of grounding yourself and becoming more present in this moment. I remember I don't think I've ever actually said this on the show. I when I, I got into multi-level marketing and my then wife had a school and I said I was going to do it in the school where people would come and I would do the presentation and nobody turned up. So she said, just do it anyway and practice. And my face contorted. I just was so stressed out. It, it was as if the room was full. And what it done actually is it made me realize it's all in my head because there was nobody there. And, you know, just to overcome that then and to not fear public speaking, but it just shows it's our head that's stopping yes. us from getting on the stage. It's, it's the thoughts that you, you have. I have, have you, so if I'm going to get up on stage, have I earned the right to speak on the subject that I'm on the stage for? If I haven't earned the right to speak, then the ice under my feet is going to be thin and I'm not going to feel very psychologically comfortable. But if I've earned the right to speak, well, then I'm here to heal. I'm here to contribute. I'm here to be of service and I'm grounded and I've earned the right to speak. 
And so that would be another question. And, and when I train the public speakers, I say the, the, the hardest part is getting the data, is getting the knowledge that you're going to be speaking about, that takes years. The actual technique, we can do that in a short period of time. So don't worry about, you, you, you already got the big part. The, the major part, you've earned the right to speak. You've got power, you've got knowledge. Now we want to be give you the, the finishing school. We want to give you the polishing of the, okay, now let's just talk about the, the speaking piece, the timing piece of your delivery. And that opens up, uh, that, that completes. Now you have the knowledge and I have the timing. And to put them together, you got a, you got a powerful speaker yep. who speaks for whatever they want to speak for. And hopefully they're speaking for saving the world rather than my yacht and my jet and my, and my ego because there's only a limited amount of resources and there's a huge number of people. And, and we got to get beyond the more. We got to get beyond this, I need the jet. I need, the, I, need, I, I need more to make me happy because you'll just continue to, 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 to destroy the uh, mother earth. And, and you can't, you can't eat, the, you, I got, <laughs> you, you, the, the spaceship, we're on a spaceship, you can't eat, you can't shoot the spaceship, or all, we'll all die, uh, so, so stop, you don't need a jet, Roy, <laughs> I know you want one, but you don't get to have one this time, I'm sorry, you don't oh, get that I, jet. A long time ago, I got out of the wanting things, and I think when you make that transition, and to be honest with you, the, the main focus of the speaking podcast was for people to make a change, because I realized how powerful it is to actually make a difference, and I, I've noticed that a lot of the people that actually wanted that didn't have the ability to actually speak and get their message out, which in turn could get more people involved. So that was kind of the, the whole purpose of doing this and which in turn the meditation then is kind of connecting the mindfulness and that's why. And the third, the other one is the awakening, which is exposing the different things, but with solutions. So they all kind of connect together. Wow, that's exciting. And, and it is an opportunity for me to be able to speak about things I've been doing in my entire life. Uh, and it allows me to, it allows me to, it allows more people to hear mindfulness, allows more people to hear spaciousness. And, and to me, that's healing. When you begin to consciously put those little holes and light into the egg, it, it heals, it, it, it heals the energy. You, you become more loving uh, rather than not loving. And when you become more loving, you attract more love. That's the way I feel. Yep. Yep. Listen, Alan, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. How can uh, people get in contact with you? Well, the, we have the website, ACA at mindfulyou.com. Mindfulyou.com. That's M-I-N-D-F-U-L-Y-O-U. Mindfulyou.com. ACA. I'll make sure I'll put the, that in the podcast description as well as on the video as well so that people can just click directly. So thank you very much. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Roy. Bye-bye. So that's all for the Speaking Podcast and the Meditation Podcast. And you'll find speakingpodcast.com, meditationpodcast.org, on YouTube. 
Be sure to give us a thumbs up, five-star rating. really helps. Until next week, take care. This podcast is and always will be free. There are two ways you can help me as I spend a lot of time researching, recording, editing, and marketing my podcast. I also have plenty of costs with like Zoom, BitChute, StreamYards, as well as equipment. I have a donation button, which you can buy me a coffee once a month, or even just donate one euro, because if everybody who listens to the podcast donate one euro, it would cover all the costs. You can also support our sponsors. All the links are in the podcast show notes. Thank you for listening. This podcast is sponsored by Coolabola that creates simple and very advanced websites, as well as creating fantastic animation. If you or someone you know is looking to start or update their websites, we're offering a genuine 20% discount with the code SPEAKING. Just go to coolabola.com and the links are in the podcast description.